Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Howell and Jamie here. It's time for an episode about Game of Thrones, amongst other things. Uh, so let's crack on. Nice to have you with us. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamie'sGotAJob.com. Yes. Hey. Jamie has found employment. Who'd yeah. have thought that this would happen? Jamie has, Jamie has officially found employment before me. And the bookies had the odds through the floor on that one, let me tell you. I got bills, I gotta pay, and I gotta work, work, work that day. Yeah, I saw there was a job at a local charity shop uh, as a charity shop manager looking Why didn't you the take old it? I might do, you know, is it RSPCA as well? This could be fun, that, couldn't it? That'd be awesome. Yeah, so Jamie's job is in? I mean, I'm, in, I'm a salesman. I'm going to be selling shit, okay. and, uh, and and I'm looking forward to selling shit. I've got I've got a feeling that I've got a feeling that I'm going to be a damn good seller of shit. Um, so. I'm, I'm sorry, but maybe you will. <laughs> maybe you will. But I have never. I don't know. We'll give it a go. Wow, get me a job once you've got in there, then yeah. Yeah, I'll get you. Uh, I could, I'll probably need an assistant at some point, so I'll, uh, I'll let Excellent. you know. That would be a fun dynamic. <laughs> let's crack on last week we talked about um walking dead and whether or not i should continue watching it today we're going to do a similar thing but for game of thrones because ben has never watched game of thrones he was on last week hammering on at me about watching walking dead so maybe you love game of thrones maybe you've watched it all maybe you've given up halfway through or maybe you haven't even started we're going to find out uh the reasons uh, and, and if it's possible to persuade somebody to watch that thing when they don't like the idea of dragons and fantasy and all that stuff all the things we know puts people off um so we will come to that um jamie's got some news we've got a chart uh with ben and uh, and more i just want to quickly touch base on the new Supergirl watched oh the yes did you what are your thoughts absolutely um I mean it, it it's it's kind of a terrible script it oh dear it was an hour-long episode the pilot and it was like they put 12 episodes in one honestly it was like big problem resolved it, within two minutes it would be resolved <laughs> you know the the plane would be landed or the tanker would be stopped or whatever and it was like they were, it was like a true pilot in the sense of, it was like they'd written an advert for everything that was possible to happen in, in the entire season. But this has had a detrimental effect. They've gone from like 21 million to 8 million between the pilot and episode two. Yeah, because it started really strong. So it's dropped off massively, hasn't 30% drop off. Ouch. And I can totally see why, because if they took the time with it, it's got the makings of something really good, I think. But some of the lines in it, oh, my God. Like, within the first minute, you had somebody going, um, of course, you can't do that because you're from an alien planet and you can pick up cars. 
it was it was literally lines like that and you kind of went oh well this is quite self-knowing it's doing it it, it's it's being overly expositional to get it get it all out the way at the beginning that's quite surprising because the team behind it is the team that did arrow and the flash and they're really successful so i'm I'm surprised it's it's, well i i hope i hope that what it's not dog poo it's just that it feels like they made um they made an advert, a pilot that showed off all its skills at the beginning, and I hope that what they'll do now is go is take it slower, um, and go into a bit bit more less less comic, book, yeah, comic depth. You know, well, I, I'll tell you what I've been watching, and, and this is the Muppets. This is, uh, no, no, I've been oh. watching the, Mr. Robots. We, I remember a listener emailed us about this, and us to watch Mr. Robot, and you can get it on Amazon. And it's a hacking drama. It's about hacking. It's about computer wizards uh, working away in the underground trying to bring down major corporations. Mm. And it's really, really good. It's really good. Like, it's the main character. He's a bit morose. He's a bit depressed. And he's, he's like, you hear his inner thoughts and he's in a he's in a sort of monologue and he can be quite downbeat, but the world is really exciting. It's really enjoyable. It's quite a good thriller. It's got um, Christian Slater's in it as Mr. Robot. Really? Yeah, he's really good. He's, uh, he's quite he's good, the, isn't he? He's the hacker. He's one of the hackers. He's involved, but the main guy is also like this whiz kid hacker. He's the, he's, you've got to watch it just for the main guy. His name is uh, Rami Mel- Malek, and uh, he looks and sounds a lot like like a hipster version of Willem Dafoe, if you could imagine. Yeah. He's got that voice. He's got a really like dark sort of, uh, like sort of creepy sort of but sexy voice. I imagine for the ladies, yeah. uh, it's worth a watch. It's really good, and it's only one season in. It's been re- renewed for a second season. Right. It's one of the best new shows I've seen. Really, very good, very oh, good. Well, yeah, I'd do that over Super uh, Supergirl. Then, of course, uh, the Muppets has started on Sky One in the UK. Uh, have you watched any of it? No, not you, seen any. You really yet. should. I, I laugh out loud at it every week. I thought you weren't sure about it. Well, what I wasn't sure about was the sanctity of the the humour that the Muppets has. So the Muppets, uh, it's never cruel humour, which was always quite original with the Muppets. Really, was that they weren't really being cruel. And yeah. in this, because they're doing, it's essentially like Modern Family or Thirty Rock on, but with the uh, Muppets. Okay. So it's a lot of the humour is sarcasm, uh, little comments to the camera behind someone's back, you know, mm. uh, or whatever. But it's it is it's on the right side of cruel. And they did a on this episode, they they did a a fake blooper. So they they did like a Miss Piggy had been caught on camera, and somebody plays it out on TV, <laughs> and it's Miss Piggy, and it's. Miss Piggy at a party, running up saying, I'm more important than her or something, and then tripping over and slamming her face into some cake. What follows that then, you think it's over, and then she falls under the table, grabbing the tablecloth and pulls the cake down on top of her as well. And it's this brilliant sort of three-stage reality. It's like Mm. a proper blooper, you know. And just to be able to... um, do that is is one thing to make that funny is one thing but to make it actually as funny as a blooper is really <laughs> hard and it was yeah, really yeah. funny and ah. and it's things like that there are and, and like the the episode we've just watched is the idea that kermit struggles working with his friend fozzy is his friend and he's got to 
be his boss and his friend. And so how does he tell Fozzie that the scene, the sketch that he's written is really rubbish? <laughs> um, and so Kermit's like hiding yeah. in his office with the lights off while Fozzie's looking through the window. Yeah, yeah. Um, why are you stood in the dark, Kermit? And it's like, it's really funny. And so it is really, it's well worth picking up now. You're only, you've only missed three episodes. So I'd, I'd jump on it. News time now. News time, let's get into it. So I didn't get a chance to go through a lot of the stuff last week, so I'll briefly run down some of the stuff on theboxsetpod.com slash news. You go there, there's lots of the latest trailers, uh, some really good new trailers, exciting stuff starting in November, including um, with Bob and David on Netflix. This looks really good. Yeah, uh, Saul Goodman's um, uh, Bob Odenkirk, the comedian. He and David Cross, they used to work on a TV show in the 90s called Mr. Show. It was a groundbreaking sketch show. We never never made it over here, but in America, it was a really uh, influential show. And they're back together, working together. It's it's David Cross from Arrested Development, who plays Tobias. They're together, and they've got their own new uh, sketch show starting on Netflix this month. I think it's the 13th of November, and that looks really good looks brilliant i'm really excited about that um also there's a few other really good trailers on there there's uh trailers for uh, billions this is a new showtime show and it's got a great cast it's got damian lewis it's got paul giamatti it's about a, a u.s attorney who's trying to bring down a billionaire hedge fund uh knob cheese played by uh um damian uh, Lewis, it looks really good. This is a really good trailer. It's worth a look on there to see that. Also, there's the latest Showtime, obviously attractive to actors because they're the ones who took the risk on Breaking Bad. Was Showtime. it Breaking Bad? No, that was AMC. Oh, Showtime who... brought us Homeland. Homeland. Uh, um, what else did they have? They had a few others, but I mean, yeah, mainly Homeland. And um, also on there's another trailer for Marvel's Jessica Jones. Right. This is another Marvel show. This is all part of the big. New Marvel Universe that includes Daredevil. It's in the same Hell's Kitchen world. Right. They're going to bring out a new show called Luke Cage as well, and they're bringing it all together. Really, they're going to. I think they're going to have a big character mashup at some point. But the first series of Jessica Jones is going to be started soon. Other trailers. There's a trailer for the new TV show on AMC coming out. I believe it will be next year. It's called Preacher, written and directed by. Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. Right. So it's got a bit of comedy in there. It's a funny, violent, dark, comic book again related show. Mm. It's got Dominic Cooper. You know from Mamma Mia? Remember Dominic Cooper? From the guy, the, the love interest. Don't yeah, he's in History haven't... Boys as well. He's good looking. I haven't watched Mamma Mia. Properly. Well, d- yeah, it's, it's an awful film. I watched it at the cinema with a, a lady, I remember, and uh, hated its guts. But he is uh, playing the preacher. It's also got Joseph Gilgan, who's from This Is e- This Is England. You know Woody from This Is England? Yeah. He's in it. He's You know he's from Chorley? Really? Yeah, he's from Chorley. No uh, I only realised recently, but uh, he's playing a vampire in this uh, Preacher show, and that's there's a really good trailer for that. It's worth a watch. News-wise, there's a few little bits I just want to mention. First of all, George R.R. R. Martin, the maker of Game of Thrones, which we're going to be discussing later, he had another book out called The Skin Trade, uh, which is mm. a little bit about werewolves and private investigators and serial killers. It's going to be dark, very dark, and they're making that into a TV show. They're currently um, uh, developing a show out of that, so... A lot of his work's getting ad- adapted at the moment. Also, I want to mention Jekyll and Hyde started on ITV. Now, there's a, it's had over like 500 complaints. It started at 
on a Sunday two weeks ago, right. the first episode, and it was pretty graphic for a 6.30 time, time slot. I think it was going for that sort of Doctor Who-style audience, yeah. and it showed a lot of, like, quite gruesome stuff including someone being shot in the stomach a man being a man being burned alive so you know you're eating your your sunday (laughs) roast it's not ideal material you know to get into so it got huge complaints i've not actually watched it myself yet but uh it's it's yeah it's been written by charlie higson that britain loves and it's having a complaint about something that is i I have never complained about I don't think I've ever complained about anything other than like a meal at a restaurant, maybe, or um, or maybe a bill. Or yeah, or exactly, exactly. Financial stuff. That's what you should complain about. You should you just stick. I've it never to the complained man. about entertainment stuff ever no. in my life. I've just not watched it all. We just you can turn his channel over. That's the thing. Before you get to your last news story, I want to bring on uh, our guest this week. Fan of the box set pod. His name's Jack Boardman, and he's officially a nobody. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Howell. Uh, Jack's <laughs> That's really rude, Howell. What? Yeah, it's quite, not, it's quite not an like, introduction. What, at least last week we could say Matt did his own podcast. Matt, what's what's Jack? He's a student. <laughs> he's sat on his in his. Are you in halls of residence, Jack? Tell us a bit about no, yourself. I'm, I'm currently back in. Very foggy Lancaster at the moment. Oh, um, home. Yeah, yeah, not much to offer, unfortunately, See? in Lancaster. See? Point proven. Well, judging by your uh, your Skype picture, you've got yourself a babe on the on the go. <laughs> got a girlfriend. <laughs> I have. I, <laughs> I have. I have. I'm well, currently yeah, trying to persuade a... to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, that's what ah, nicely well, segued right. into the point. Yes. Because the last statement Jamie made, he was slowly lowering his pants uh, to his ankles. <laughs> and uh, now he's whipped them back up as we turn on to Game of Thrones. So, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones, then. Um, that's what Jack is going to be talking about with us. But the reason I brought him in now is because Jamie's about to do a story based on our subject from last week. And Jack's got some opinions on that as well, I believe. So, Jamie, what's the story? Okay. Well, basically, well, it's interesting because um, one of the points that you were trying to bring up last week when we were talking about Walking Dead, Howell, was yeah. you were you made the point that is it is it. Is it va- is the violence going to have a detrimental effect on society? Yeah. Uh, and uh, just after sort of that chat we had, Ben emailed the story across, and I put it on the boxsteppod.com slash news website. You can check it out. Basically, in America, as ever, um, a man claims he killed his friend because he believed he was turning into a zombie. Wow. So... Yeah, they were binge watching. They were binge watching episodes of The Walking Dead. The guy's name was Damon Perry. He was in New Mexico. Him and his friend Christopher Paquin were watching, binge watching The Walking Dead, drinking heavily. Oh. Perry became convinced his friend was turning into a zombie, and in a state of panic, he fatally attacked his friend, Mr. Paquin. And uh, yeah. First of all, so, this is a real death you're talking about. This is a real um, death. This is really happened to somebody. So uh, I don't like you. Well. I don't like your uh, overly dramatic tone, and I also don't like the fact that you can't confidently pronounce the man's name. Well, I can't, Howell. It's it's Paquin or Paquin. Um, 
This yeah, is I'm the not kind disrespecting of thing. him. Well, I'm, I'm just, not disrespecting I'm just saying him. you might be. Right. You might be. So this oh, is the kind I think of this thing. is a terrible story. If you go to the website, you'll see I put a really, I put a really good point on the website, yeah. uh, the news page. I said, Which of course, what? events like this, events like this, when they occur, it's easy to condemn and criticise violent TV and film content. Mm. And of course, we should respect that, that this happened. What happened? To this man is absolutely atrocious, and it's it's a terrible event. I feel so sorry for his family, but we should also remember that millions of people watch The Walking Dead every single week and incidents such as this are both terrible but extremely rare very rarely does this happen okay so last week i um was criticized by ben for <laughs> um for asking t- a very deep question about the walking dead and i don't take criticism well which is why i then have spent the last week doing some a lot of in-depth research into zombie films, okay? Oh, okay, sure. Would right. you like to hear the summation of my research? <laughs> not really. <laughs> Would you <ask> to? <laughs> get, not, not really bothered. Get get this. My question was, why is why is zombie stuff always so massively popular? And horror as well is always such a uh, massive genre. You know, Walking Dead is a good TV series, but why is it watched by billions of people and um there's a there's a really good study that has been done fairly recently and it says that uh it, it's kind of what you guys were saying last week about the idea of would i be the one that survived so it says that since the sort of turn of the uh, world war Two, the holocaust things like that we've become really <coughs> obsessed with um the idea of big apocalyptic things up against us but it's more about our just our general fear of death. We are all going to die at some point, but something in us says maybe we'll be the one to survive. Maybe everybody else is the stupid ones who will get caught and we won't we will be the the winners, the survivors. And uh, that is why we latch onto zombie stuff and horror stuff because we like in the adrenaline rush of it all to think that we would be the ones that that, that that powered through, which I think you agree is basically what you guys were saying last week. Yeah, I think I think that's basically what what we said, isn't it? Mm. But Ooh. but I think the the effect of you know World War Two is fascinating on this stuff. That things like the Holocaust made us start to make <coughs> stories that were about um, you know great extremes of good and evil. I think my criticism of the question was less based in uh, the, the, f- the facts and more based in not wanting to have a question where the answer was death, the apocalypse and the Holocaust <laughs> being something we wanted to talk about on the box set pod. <laughs> well, but I think that this, but this podcast, if this podcast is not quoted in uh, an encyclopedia within the next 10 years. I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, point taken. Um, but that brings us on to... Uh, so Jack, Jack Jack gave up on The Walking Dead, but he has watched all of the Game of Thrones. Jack came yes. late to it. Oh, we haven't done the charts. Yes. Yeah, going to pause you there, Howell. Let's go straight into the charts. Ben, Ben, have you got the latest chart for us? I do have the chart, but let's let's race through it. Um, number ten is Castle. 
Still, nice. no, nobody with any sense has watched that. Uh, <laughs> number nine is American Horror Story. It's probably about the Holocaust. Uh, number eight <laughs> is Homeland, which is getting better and better this season. Uh, number seven, Grimm. Uh, number six, The Affair. Uh, number f- which I love. I don't know if anybody else likes. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie, let's, let's pause for a moment on the I, affair. I, I, pa- will, you, Jamie, will, I, you, will you sing the theme song? <laughs> <laughs> back into the ocean. Amazing. That's the only reason why I watch it. <laughs> Me too. That is the number one it's, reason uh, to watch it. I can't believe it's uh, in the top ten though, because I didn't imagine it would be that popular. Which is um, well, we know that our internet steady. department hates it, doesn't he? <laughs> Ah, yeah, Adam hates it. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And and it's for me, it's annoying because it's a who done it, and we didn't even find out who done it by the end of season one. That's annoying. Did we even find out who they'd done at the end of season? No, one? I yeah, thought, um, you didn't even know it was the brother, who, wasn't who, it? it was, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think you do find out. I, I find with like, see, I'm on C. I'm watching season two, and uh, I really, I do really like it. But I'm like Adam when Adam said to uh, us on the la- one of the earlier podcasts about he didn't like the main characters in it, um, and that's bothering me more and more in season two. Like I'm starting to really not like the main characters a bit more, and uh, finding it harder, a bit more of a struggle. But it is still really, I really like the idea of it. How how uh, it shows different perspectives of the same events. It's really interesting. But, yeah, anyway, I'm surprised. To go back to, just to go back to, um, you know, caveman levels of storytelling, there is a, an issue with not being able to empathise with the character. I know we're in this world now where we go Breaking Bad and everything. Do you have to like the main character? Well, no, but we do watch stories to make sense of our own lives on a basic level, don't we? We watch stuff and we go, what are we learning from this? And and there is a problem with the affair where you watch it and you go, I, I know not to cheat on my wife and then to get in all this this shit. And you begin to need something else, you, at least who done it. You begin to need to know some of the basics on it. Have you not found any problems with that, Ben? Um, I my biggest problem is that it's it's uh, yeah I don't I don't like any of them. Yeah. They're all rich white people who are navel gazing into their own problems. Just want to put that down um, on record. Ben hates it, white people. It, it really I am a racist <laughs> like that, and it it um it does yeah it just I think it's sort of navel gazing issues. But I do like the structure of it and the way you have different. Mm. perspectives and stuff like that which um, i thought would get different. tired very quickly and it didn't it, it, it was yeah it doesn't and it do i've been watching i watched uh, mr robot this week mm. um i've been watching which that doesn't, yeah. yeah it's i can't stand it it's like fight club <laughs> for 13 year olds and um let's just go jump back 15 minutes to jamie's quote <laughs> quote it's the best new thing i've seen in a long time <laughs> But will is is that because you've not seen Fight Club in a long time? I mean, it's basically just <laughs> like that's what I can't I can't bear it. It's it's unbearable, Jamie. Um, but it does a similar thing. Come on, Jamie. What? Well, defend I mean, it. I, I, it's I, you know Ben's um, ripped it a new one there. <laughs> and, uh, is is no, Chris, own... Chris? What's he called? Thingy Christian, Christian um, Slater. Christian Slater, is he or is he not a shit Tyler Durden? Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't made this 
this comparison before now. You've probably ruined it for me now, Ben, to be honest with you. <laughs> I really am. I'm enjoying it, though. I'm into episode seven now, and I'm, I know that there's there's a, a lot of annoying characters in it, and you get a bit sick of his inner monologue voice. He's very Is he still morbid. talking? Is he still yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's an issue for me. But I'm I'm enjoying the development of the story a bit more. Like we, I watched an episode last night and it left me going, "Okay, I really need to see the next one now. I really need to know what happens." But I do see the Fight Club comparison. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Um, well, that's that ruined for Jamie. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, number five is a uh, Big Bang Theory. Um, oh dropping down the charts yeah dropping down the charts number four vikings which i am yet to Mm -hmm. see yeah jack have you seen Um, vikings no i've not watched it but i have heard good things about it yeah Um, yeah sorry you get back in your basket jack i mean i I thought it was you who'd emailed about it at some point but it obviously wasn't all right ben carry on on. (laughs) um number three uh downton abbey uh number two is the the vampire diaries um, Anyone watch that? And no, oh, but no. Think, is it? It's fundamentally about the Holocaust, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and number one, number one is The Walking Dead. There we go. Game of Thrones. Okay. Welcome to it. Last week I was um, persuaded to carry on watching uh, the old Walking Dead. Now I feel like we've got a harder challenge this week, um, as. Ben is a busy man. Ben is fervently against Game of Thrones, almost like a religion. We're not. Sure. I would say. I would say vehemently. Vehemently. Say vehement. That's what. That's <laughs> vehemently and fervently. Ben, would you like to tell us? First of all, did you watch the first episode of Game of Thrones today? I, I did. I watched it this morning. Um, oh. And <laughs> I was. I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. Um, but I don't know if I can watch any more. I mean, it's just so fucking silly. And <laughs> it's all, I, I can't stand Scene Bean. Like, really? He, he's, just, he's just a northern accent on legs. That's all he is. Oh, he's He so doesn't do anything. Um, I love Mark Addy, who's brilliant and a really nice guy and just cool. But then, yeah. Which like, one's Mark their, the, and that the, their he's story, Baratheon he's the now. king. Oh yeah, yeah. And their story, I thought, was the most interesting one. I quite like their story. But then there's all these other characters, and they've all got silly haircuts, <laughs> and the the there's sort of all these different tribes and all these different places, and and I th- I, I I thought it was going to be a bit more like oldie worldy language, you know. Mm. I thought there's going to be a lot of thous and, and that yeah. kind of bollocks, but there's not. It's quite dialogue's pretty good um but it is all a bit like you know you've you've, you've dishonored the king and things like mm. that and i just think mm. that's just nonsense mm. um yeah. and well, then i think this, this is a good level of this is a good level of opposition for a first episode like i watched the new supergirl last night and my opposition was far greater than this and i think you're right that's how i felt when i watched the first one you're kind of pleasantly surprised that it's a bit more of a drama and a bit less of a shakespearean wank around um <laughs> which is so but i quite like that it, it was sort of it felt like a sort of big broad drama yeah and and yeah. i quite i liked that and it's directed it was directed by tim van patten who 
I love because um, right. yeah, he, did, he obviously did, did a lot of West Wing. The, he did the Sopranos and the Wire. Um, and then he created Boardwalk Empire, which I miss. I miss Boardwalk Empire. Mm. Um, and so it was sort of nice to see this sort of epic thing that, that he'd done. And I, I sort of bought into it. But I just thought, I can't watch all these people and all these different families and, mm. you know, well, you bring the Starks into disrepute. Okay, let's go nonsense. to Jamie. It's Jamie, what, it, it feels like right. Um, right. there's First a big all, mountain to climb for Ben. What do you think? Yeah. First of all, let's deal with the Sean Bean issue because I totally agree with you about he's a walking northern accent. I recently watched him in The Martian, which is a brilliant film, but I found him to be like the one character in it you were thinking, he's not, he's not always a very good actor, Sean Bean, and I really noticed it in that. Um, then your major objection with Game of Thrones seems to be the, 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 there's too many characters or there's too many families to deal with in one go what what you're talking about i think that actually becomes the, the biggest strength of the show because mm. as you get to know more and more of the characters outside the main families of the starks and 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 then the lannisters you get you really get fascinated in the same way you do with some of the walking dead characters there's some really juicy meaty characters to get your teeth into in game of thrones and and that develops over the course of like two, three, four seasons. Fourth season of Game of Thrones for me is brilliant. It's like one of the best, most enjoyable seasons I've watched. And it's not like The Walking Dead in the way that it's humorless and slightly too morbid. It's, it, has, it has a very good sense of humor, especially from characters like Tyrion Lannister. I think you'll get a lot out Peter of Dinklage. Like Tyrion. Peter Dinklage's character, I laughed out loud. I mean, he was brilliant. Oh, well, if you like and him now... better. Yeah, if you like him now, this he is the... I mean, really, he becomes the hero of the piece, doesn't he? Yeah. I think... In a lot yeah. of ways, yeah. In many ways. I think mostly everybody else dies. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, you came to it late as well. Yeah, I did. I, I flew through it, but I completely agree with what Ben said. At, at the start, it's very, very complex and very hard to wrap your head around. Even just down to the character names, yeah. I found was just... And my dad read... The, I bought him the book, and he found exactly the same thing, and trying to have a conversation with somebody about it and list off character names can just, it does get ridiculous. But I think I don't the overall... The names. I, can't, I, I, well, I, I can't remember anybody's names, really. I, I've only just learned who Tyrion is and I've watched every episode. So. Yeah. Um, it does get better, though. I mean, even down to like the characters, um, Prince Oberyn, who's in, I think it's the fourth series, played by Pedro Pascal who's now just starred in the Narcos on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a brilliant actor. And he, even though he's only in it for a series, you can probably imagine what happens to him at the end of that series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the attention to detail throughout it, I think, is what is a real big strength of the show. Ah, um, I would like to jump on that because, Ben, you mentioned, you know, it, it was much less tossy than you imagined it to be. And something when we had Simon Armstrong on, I'm sure you remember from like episode three of this podcast, um, Simon pointed out quite how well made it is. HBO have really funded the proper directors, proper writers. You know, there, there is not one bad actor in it. There are some actors who annoy me a little bit. Really? I th well, I what about... So. There's, two, there's two sets of... In the first app, there's two sets of brothers and sisters. 
mm. both of which are sort of weirdly blonde and pale yeah and just <laughs> yeah. just annoy me because they just would I, they wouldn't get through childhood as far as i'm concerned yeah but they, they're just sort of weird little fantasy characters that i just think and it's nonsense the nonsense the point just, about and they're, they're those, both brother and sister yeah now those those characters the point about those characters is that they are supposed to at this point annoy the tits off you and if well, they do i mean if, they do if they're annoying you now is, is one of them um is ben talking about who i think he's talking about jamie yeah jamie one of them is the dragon Lannister. girl um, oh, you're thinking of Daenerys? Yeah, and the yeah. other one, okay. yeah, one, there's those lot, and then yeah. there's the other one, the, the the two that you just said, Lannisters, the Lannisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're never too far, you, you are being annoyed by the right people. As far as the fantasy thing goes, I mean, one of the reasons I love Game of Thrones is because um, I did a history degree, all right, and uh, I studied medieval England, and there's a lot of <laughs> medieval England, there's a lot of... Mm very historically relevant kind of dynamics in the family betrayals in the the you know the gruesome battles there's a lot of like which based a lot on of the, the story war of the roses is, it's based on the war of the roses there's also a lot of european history it's based on so it does come from like a a, a real world background there's there's there is some sort of a grounding to it it's not completely fantasy i suppose weirdly well, that's what fun. that's actually what put me off at first was that i just thought well all that sort of medieval shit is like I really I don't buy it. It's old and it's nonsense. And but I guess that's kind of what I'm. I found quite appealing actually. Mm. <laughs> in, ultimately, and that I can see that becoming less irritating. It's really put me off the whole idea of of that war. That sort of like you know War of the Roses with with yeah. sort of dragons and blonde people. And I people, think it's but... important as well to to know that when when the big stuff happens you you mm. you either care or hate the the characters, you know. There there's no one who you're particularly indifferent about. As, and as time goes on when you get to stuff. So in the past you've dipped into Game of Thrones later on and it just seems like a big uh, a big mess. By the time you get to that point, you kind of so you have such a, a strong relationship with what's going on. Jack, do you agree? Yeah, I think there are a lot of characters that you really love, you know, like the, and there are a lot of characters, like the Jon Snow character, quite a moral, yeah. um, you know, you, you really start to feel empathy towards him. But then there are other characters that when they die, you just want to celebrate really you know you, you either love or hate them i think well this is I what i was it, implying before you know when yeah. ben was talking about some certain annoying characters yeah isn't one of them the most annoying character that's ever been put oh. on film oh my god this guy is <laughs> you'll, you'll absolutely despise him but you will love watching the show to despise this character i promise you yeah. ben if you stick with it there is one yeah. particular character that is just it, it, all your hatred and all your, the other, all the all the anger and tension you feel in your life will Towards just be white people, focused on this one man's face. Yeah, I won't go into detail who it is, but you'll figure it out pretty quick. And you're totally right. And that hatred is quite an enjoyable. It's quite enjoyable hating a character that much. I don't think there's. I think there's two original, really original things in Game of Thrones, and one was mentioned by Russell Gomer on this podcast when he said Tyrion is such a great character because the dwarf is there. Um, not as a magical dwarf. He's there as a character. 
who happens to yes. have been born as a smaller yeah. person. Um, and it's also um, mixed with that one of the a really, really good both comic and moral character, that, that character as well, or a morally questionable character, you know, moral as in you're not sure what his morals are at first. Um, that's really original, and that is a driver that you really, really love. And then there is a certain other character that by the end of season one, all of your... Uh, like, I, I cannot... I, I literally can't think of a character in anything that I've ever seen that is that comes close to being as annoying and uh, as this person. Like, how much you want this person to die. I've never... <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? It makes you want to. There's, there's not enough cruelty in the world to that can be put on onto this person. The amount that you want him to actually suffer, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. I totally agree yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. You want, you want, you want to punch this person into a fleshy pulp on a regular. I mean, I never thought you always wonder if you're capable of killing another human being. Yeah. I would probably kill this person if they exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm a good human being, you know. I'm going to go to four. Okay. I'm going to go to four. Go Based on this conversation, I'm going to go to four episodes and then I'm going to, I'm going to have to reassess. Okay. Um, okay. Totally. I, yeah. I, I'm, conv- I'm more convinced. I'm more convinced, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me let me put let me put another point to you, Ben. Okay, right? closing argument. One of the one, one of the big strengths, the big strengths of Game of Thrones, and I thought this so many times when I was watching it, is the, is the total escapism. Like, how many TV shows do you watch that have that filmic feel? where you totally feel like you're escaping into a totally different realm and world and experience. <laughs> you get, you know, from the icy drama of Winterfell to the betrayal of King's Landing, you travel across this huge world that's been created and you get to just just envelop yourself within this environment. And you get home, out, you know, you've been in the editing suite all day, Ben, you're knackered, you're sweaty, you're showered down, you you're having a people. meal, you just want... You hate white people. You just want to relax. Your, your kids are in bed, and you could put Game of Thrones on and just drift off into a into a strange world that has no no bearing on your own existence. No, no, no relevance or meaning is what I was going to say. <laughs> no, it definitely does. I agree with everything that Jamie said, and I would say there's very few TV series where they can get away with basically a two-minute theme tune at the beginning. I tell you what, I thought the opening credits are great for... Exp- they, they're a masterclass in explaining... Everything. A whole yeah. like epic dynasty, yeah, yeah, in like thirty seconds, yeah, totally. Because um, you sort of suddenly you like, even if you are familiar with the series, you're just reminded of all the different places and all the what the relationships are and what they stand for and stuff like yeah. that. That was like incredible storytelling. Yeah, and and it also becomes that feeling like you you get filled with like childish excitement when the theme tune begins because you've not watched it yet. Jack, closing argument. I kind of lead on a little bit from what Jamie said when George R.R. R. Martin made it he said he wanted to make a unfilmable series but then HBO 60 million pound budget for 10 episodes has proved it him is, wrong it's, and now, it, it's, it's 8 million an episode now isn't Jesus. it Jesus mm, yeah great, great. and 
it is amazing and you do become I, I binge watched it I flew through oh what was that sorry that was my dog I flew through all five series in about under well maybe under a month's a bit uh, probably just over a month yeah it, it was ridiculous it was ridiculous and I think what puts a lot of people off is when you start talking about dragons and you try and explain what a white walker is a lot of people do switch off but when you get into it 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 really is something special something Matt said last week when he was saying how he doesn't put the walking dead up there with the greats yeah and I was thinking about um, I've been watching the Nick this week and thinking about how much I miss like um, uh, a Boardwalk Empire and and ER and and stuff that's really sort of um, quite lavish and quite sort of epic and sort of filmic, cinematic, Um, and um, and it did remind me that that first episode I was like, oh wait a minute, we're not just in some little like poxy we're not watching atlantis yeah we're not in some poxy sort of uh you know hokum yeah. period film it's it feels it feels epic. oh yeah there's nothing worse than when you're watching like especially the bbc dramas like atlantis or uh, the robin hood one and i think itv's jekyll and hyde's been criticized for looking cheap you know when shows just look like they're cheap mm. like that you don't get with game of thrones you know that this is there's 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 no expense spurred in making something that you could watch on a cine on an IMAX screen and it would be yeah. incredible. And that isn't the be all and end all because like I was watching Friends yesterday, the outdoor shots in Friends are just dreadful. You know the, the little <laughs> like streets in New York and stuff. Sometimes content wins over the budget that a studio has given something. And sometimes with Game <laughs> of Thrones, I think they've they've taken liberties because they've got such budget they've taken longer on this particular episode than they needed to so it can, it can work both ways but it is amazing to sit and watch even that first episode you know if if that was um, a self-contained story if that was a movie you wouldn't say oh that's a bit of a low budget movie it is it's really good quality i think if if you come out of this bed uh, watching four episodes and you decide not to carry on, I'd be gutted because I'd like you to get to the stage where you're at season four, because I think like it gets so good around then, especially. I'd hate it for you not to see how good season four is. Okay, so holding out for that. Can I skip to season four? Does that no, work? absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Have you learned no? nothing? Uh, uh, when, you get to, uh, when you get to the Red Wedding or the Purple Wedding... You can you can watch it and then watch it again with our commentary on it as well. Don't forget. Oh, I will do. I, that's the only one. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you already done that? Did you do that when we? That's the only one I've actually seen. Right, right. Um, I saw that quite away, like quite a while ago when it came on. Uh, but I have no idea. I have no recollection of who was in it, what happened to them, and I had no frame cool. of reference. Good, good. So it's basically like I didn't watch it. It's it, you begin to care about these people so much that when things when bad things happen to them, you start to hate the the writer. That's where I'm at with it. It's like how dare you? But as we've already learnt today, everybody dies. So on that bombshell, um, <laughs> thank you, Jack. Thank you, Ben. Uh, thank you, Jamie. Anyone got any final uh, points to make? Does anyone feel like they haven't said, uh, Jack? Have we included you enough in this? I'm not sure if we have. You. 
You have, no. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right. Good, good. And um, have you watched Chuck, Jack? Uh, no. All right. In the next couple no. of weeks, we will be getting on to that, <laughs> oh, uh, which I'm sure we're all looking forward to. So email us, studio at theboxsetpod.com, on the subject of anything uh, that we've discussed. Always nice to have your emails, and you might end up on the podcast like Jack has. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.